Welcome to the Experts Speak, a service of the Florida Psychiatric Society. I'm Abby Strauss, and thanks for listening. A new designer drug, a very dangerous designer drug of abuse, is now on the streets. It's called FLACA. It's important that we talk about it. Krithika Iyer is a psychiatrist in southeast Florida, which just happens to be one of the epicenters of its use. Dr. Iyer, thank you so much for being with us. Glad to be here. So let's begin. What is FLACA? What, what, what type of drug is this? FLACA is a new designer drug that hits South Florida. It appears to have properties and effects of two of the stimulant narcotics that we know of, methamphetamine and cocaine. And then in addition, it also has properties of the downer drug, heroin. Because of the advent of e-cigarette use across the world and United States, the use of this new drug, Flaca, has become very convenient and easy to hide and what they are smoking. One of the street names for this drug is also Pink Molly. Is it commonly known as a, as a designer drug? Yes. Ecstasy or Molly, which we all know is a designer drug. And if you want, I can go to our designer drug definition. Sure. Tell me what, um, tell me what it is. People probably know what it is at one level, but let's give it a harder definition. Okay. The definition of a designer drug is that a drug synthesized to have property similar to a narcotic or the illegal drug, but have slightly altered chemical structure and minor modifications in the chemical structure made, usually in order to evade restrictions against illegal substances so that the drug will not be considered illegal. So essentially, the molecular structure of the original illegal drug has been modified to escape being called illegal in the eyes of law. These designer drugs are created in a secret underground laboratory. Usually, these designer drugs have properties that give the euphoric high of amphetamines and psychedelic effects of hallucinogens. Some of the designer drugs include Molly or Ecstasy or MDMA, which is also the hallucinogen in party drugs, ketamine, GHB, which is gamma-hydroxybutyrate, rohypnol, LSD, and methamphetamine. These drugs are classified as club drugs as they are used in nightclubs. The term designer makes them seem very cool. And also we note that these designer drugs are not detected in the standard drug tests on the urine drug screen, and they need specialized labs to do drug testing in order to be detected in the urine or blood. So they're taking an older drug that's originally designer drug and redesigning it to find a continuing market for it. Exactly. The drug dealers have found a new way to manufacture designer drugs and to make it sound legal in the eyes of drug addicts. So new drugs keep coming up every two or three years in the drug market for the drug addicts to to experiment with. It's an interesting thing, and I think clinically a very significant thing, that it's very hard to do a urine toxic screen, if not impossible, if someone appears to an emergency room, standard emergency room, with a lot of agitated behavior. Generally speaking, we get a sense of other medications that they're taking that can cause a change in behaviors. But here, we may not know. It's got to be by history or just straight observation. Interesting. As a matter of fact, there's a significant increase in the emergency room visits and the need for inpatient medical stabilization as well as inpatient psychiatric stabilization 
due to the intoxication on this drug, Flaca. For the patients who present to the emergency room with medical complications, such as rhabdomyolysis, electrolyte imbalance, hyperthermia, it appears to take a lot longer for them to recuperate and return to baseline medically due to the severity of the damage that has occurred to the organ system. So in my experience, I see that the patients who come in intoxicated on the on this drug, Flaca, end up staying and utilizing the hospital resources anywhere from five to seven days, which is a lot longer than some of the hospital visits which we saw from patients getting intoxicated from cocaine. There has been in the news a lot of discussion about how this drug can cause some very bizarre behavioral presentations, even running naked down the streets and doing very dangerous things. Are there a set of behavioral effects that it seems to have more so than others? Yes. So the behavioral effects of Flaca are particularly concerning for the community, families, especially law enforcement, as uh, Flaca addicts tend to become extremely violent, combative, dangerous, in addition to the psychotic symptoms that they experience. We see a form of excited delirium. Um, as you and I know, there are two kinds of delirium, hypoactive delirium and hyperactive delirium. So we, we see these slaka intoxicated patients similar to an excited hyperactive delirium where they are hallucinating, experiencing auditory and visual hallucinations along with an increased delusional thinking. Now, Besides the psychiatric manifestation, we have to also know that there are physical manifestations or medical manifestations of this drug. Due to the hyperthermia, which is increased body temperature, patients or drug addicts experience intense diaphoresis or sweating, as a result of which the individuals become psychotic and they rip off their clothes. And this is where you hear in the news that the people are running out naked either because of increased body temperature or because of the grandiose ideation, consistent with maybe a manic state of mind. So physiologically, this increased body temperature results in rhabdomyolysis, which is muscle breakdown, causing increased CPK, which is creatinine phosphokinase, as a result leading to kidney damage, which requires them to be hospitalized either due to dehydration, delirium, or electrolyte imbalance. It's very difficult to determine the potency of the dose of Flaca because the dose of the drug in the formulation that is sold could be variable as to how it is cut or how it is processed. Does everybody, I mean, obviously everybody who uses it does not end up in the emergency room. A lot of people use it and they have, shall we say, lesser effects. Are there pleasurable effects to it? What drives someone to picking this drug? Why why do they want to take it? Is there any sense about that? Yes. These patients experience significant euphoria as a result of using this drug, Flaca. They seem to act as superhuman beings when they are in the delusional state. The patients that I see in the hospitals uh, or emergency rooms seem to like 
some of the effects of the drug, which motivates them to use the drug. For example, if you use the drug in small amounts and carefully and cautiously, it can work as an antidepressant. Some patients tend to self-medicate themselves for their depression. Some patients are curious and they want to try out the drug. Peers influence them to use the drug. Is it addicting? So the drug is extremely addicting. The urge to redose the drug is very intense for the drug users. The victims seem to want it really badly once they have used the drug once or twice. When intoxicated, the effects of the drug include extreme euphoria. That is the first feeling. The use is continued. Then that could result in hallucinations and psychosis for the next few hours. Typically, the euphoria wears off in hours, but the psychotic symptoms such as paranoid ideation, grandiose ideation, tend to persist for up to six hours. The psychotic symptoms subsiding, the urge to redose, or reuse the drug is very, very intense in these patients. So the patients that I see end up using the drug up to four times a day to have sustained effect. Is it like cocaine? It's worse than cocaine because what happens is the cocaine use occurs in binges based on availability of the drug and the extent of addiction that the person has. And cocaine is not readily available or easily available to the drug addict. So as a result, cocaine use is based on availability. Unfortunately, with Flaca, as it is readily available in some of the areas in our state, what's noted is that the availability is not an issue, and the patients, once they find that the drug is making them have this euphoria and once they feel that the psychotic symptoms that they're experiencing, it actually gives them some type of an altered experience which they seem to like. They want to use more and more of the drug. It's relatively new as drugs go. Do we know if it has the same long-term effects as cocaine or amphetamines? Uh, it, it sounds like it would from the way it's presenting and its its chemical history. I guess we don't have that data yet because it's too new. One can speculate what the long-term effects are going to be. These work can lead to lasting depression, cognitive impairments, memory loss, impaired academic, occupational, and social functioning, and significantly affecting the quality of their life. What I also understood from talking to patients who use this drug during their active addiction is that once patients orient back to their baseline level, uh, that is, you know, once they have come back from their intoxication and post-acute withdrawals, and once they seem to orient back to reality as to where they are and what they have been doing by using the drug all these months, they begin to understand the devastating effects of the drug that it has had on them. And in my clinical experience, I see that they seem to have some aversion to the drug due to the fact that it has affected them to a degree where they have become skeletons due to not eating. They have become extremely exhausted due to not sleeping. At times, they have chronic hallucinations 
and chronic severe depression. In, in the long term, I think the risk of relapse in these patients is still high, even though some of the patients have had very negative experiences. They're still at risk of using this drug or any other drug, similar, some, any other similar drug, especially if this issue is not made a public health emergency. Based on our experience, we know that drug addicts are constantly looking for safer and newer ways to experience the euphoria as a result of peer influences and their environments they live in, which is supporting their drug habits. It's very interesting that you called it a public health emergency. Again, it, it appears to be so different in, in the intensity of what it does and how it just is so... I mean, cocaine was bad enough, and amphetamines and ice and all those are bad enough. This just seems to be a couple notches up being intense and dangerous. So I, I, I wonder, from what you've seen in the patients that you've dealt with, why they aren't more frightened of it. What type of person will go back to continue to use this, given the, the history? That's a good question. Now, I deal with patients in all age groups, So I see that the use of this drug is prevalent in both groups, children, adolescents, as well as adults. The common age range is about 18 to maybe 35. What I see is that the type of patients that use this drug is not just in drug addicts, but it ranges from patients who have access one disorders like psychotic spectrum disorder, depressive disorders, bipolar disorders, anxiety disorders. The worst news is that our children and adolescents are ending up using this drug. The children and adolescents are affected more due to the use of this drug because of the amount of use and the risk-taking behaviors that they engage in. As we know, children, adolescents are risk-takers and they make impulsive decisions and they do not know the dangerousness of the drug. Adolescents I came across who use this drug are unaware of the dangers of the drug until they see extreme consequences. And it so happens that it takes anywhere from six to nine months for these adolescents to realize that the drug has caused significant damage to their lives. Major issue and a major concern and obviously a topic bigger than we can fully address in all its in all its domains here. But I do thank you so very much for this very necessary overview. Kritika Iyer is a psychiatrist in Southeast Florida. She's actually worked with people in emergency situations who have taken Flaca. Dr. Iyer, we thank you so much for being with us. Thank you.